damn it, how long have we been doing this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's Wrestling Life. It's episode 197. It is May the 8th, 2019. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we have so much to talk about this week. <laughs> and so many things that we can't talk about. Wildcard rules! Wildcard rules. Does that mean we can talk about the things we can't talk about this week? I think so. I just advise our listener, listener, just take a swig of your favorite beverage every time either one of us says wildcard rule or wildcard rules. That's one of the wildcard rules, is that you should take a drink every time someone says wildcard rules. So WWE TV was kind of a train wreck this week. There were a couple good matches, but uh, wildcard rules. Vince <laughs> man is a genius. He, he seems to be playing off of this perception that he is not a genius by going on television and yelling how, about what a genius he is. Yes, that is. Uh, he's he's just he was literally repeatedly shouting, "I'm a genius! I'm brilliant!" on uh, on Raw on Monday. Yes. Uh, the show is getting very... It's very meta. There's Vince yelling, I'm a genius, I'm brilliant, in the middle of the ring. There's a character that is just the office scolding us for being bad fans. Yep. Um, anyway, I watched SmackDown and Raw on Tuesday this week. I watched Raw first and then took a short break and watched SmackDown. And... You know, I really don't recommend watching five hours of WWE television in a day to anyone. Oof. It's a lot. I mean, some of those pay-per-view shows are, uh, you know, around that length, and that's usually pretty rough. But the yeah. weekly TV back-to-back might be even worse. There were a couple good matches, and there was a whole, lot of, a whole lot of nonsense. What do you think <laughs> about uh, the wild card rules? Wild card rules, such as they are, are that three or maybe four or sometimes <laughs> five or six. Uh, people from one show can appear on another show. Uh, the rules change several times throughout the broadcast. Um, Vince did mention if more than whatever the allotted number is appeared, that that person could be suspended or fired. So, uh, you know, there was like six people on uh, from Raw on SmackDown this week. So we'll we'll see if that's followed up on. But now it 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 to me it all feels like. They have looked at the dwindling ratings and fan interest and whatever else and thought, our problem is that we're spread too too thin and we need our stars on both shows, right? That is clearly the thought process, yes. Now, one could make an argument that perhaps if the shows were written, uh, structured better, you would potentially be creating new stars and then you would have enough stars where you don't have to have people on both brands. And, you know, maybe that's why you called up like 12 people from NXT to try to bolster those rosters uh, over the last couple of months. But uh, no, we're, 
the solution is Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and I guess Kofi. Kofi Kingston main evented both shows, so seems like they're really leaning into Kofi uh, being the world champion as one of their uh, their their the things that's working for them right now. I guess. I guess so, and you can infer from the lack of television time for Becky Two Belts this week that maybe they have some data that shows that the women aren't drawing TV ratings. And so very little women's wrestling on raw or SmackDown this week. Yeah. It was uh, kept to a really quick thing with Lacey Evans on, on raw and then on SmackDown, it was a, uh, it was a, a very short tag match and, and that was pretty much it. It wasn't even the tag match that was advertised. These, these folks just can't help themselves. They, they, they are mad at Sasha Banks, and probably uh, Bailey's probably getting some collateral damage from that. And I don't think Bailey's helping herself by tweeting like emo song lyrics <laughs> all day. So, as you pointed out, Bailey and Carmella are good friends or best friends in real life. And they were very excited to be teaming together on SmackDown. They were advertised uh, to be teaming together, and then the match just didn't happen. Do you think maybe it's a bad idea when it's pretty much public knowledge how many people are unhappy with your uh, with uh, working for the company to uh, intentionally keep screwing with people like this? Um, it's not what I would do. Would you uh, have the Revival do a sketch where they had a special sweat-activated Icy Hot that the Usos apparently invented? Which, I mean, you know, hats off to them. Apparently there's, those Uso lads are talented inventors. But uh, would you, and where they had to, like, uh, you know, mime having Icy Hot in their, in their pants on Raw? Again, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but I do think that Scott Dawson deserves an Emmy for his performance in that segment. <laughs> they are they're doing their best to make the the chicken salad out of the chicken ish, as the uh, as the phrase goes. Um, but yeah, it just seems like we have all these documented stories of people being unhappy there, but they're still like threatening or in some ways, uh, you know, intentionally screwing with people and and telling them, you know. <laughs> clam up before we we really start messing with you on TV. Yeah, they've definitely done 180 there. Um, They are not letting Luke Harper out of his contract. In fact, they added time to his contract uh, because Vince doesn't like him because he can't do a southern accent. (laughs) He sees nothing in him and he doesn't like him as a performer. But also, (laughs) don't you dare leave. (laughs) It's really weird, man. Yeah, I didn't... uh, I didn't enjoy five hours of TV this week. <laughs> um, maybe maybe it's, it did strike me that, you know, we've actually gotten a little bit of, of a, a breath of fresh air here where we have a lot of babyface champions. True. And it's kind of a throwback to uh, everything pre-1999. <laughs> <laughs> And how the company used to book. And uh, I thought that that was kind of refreshing. And then, you know, what's good, you know, ratings have gone in the toilet. 
Uh, so it's just going to tell them, well, we need a lot of healed champions again. Yeah, we got to get some heat. That's, that's where the money is. The money's in the chase, right? Uh, but it's but it's not. <laughs> Historically for this company, no, it is not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> they need to study their own history. Good Lord. Problem here, really what I would do, and you would have to turn the roster over a lot more than they do because, you know, Kane's been there for 30 years and R-Truth has been there for 30 years and nobody ever just leaves anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you just get signed. And then unless you like uh, tweet racial epithets on social media, you, <laughs> you don't get fired. Right. Uh, um, but the heels need to have like a shelf life. <laughs> and, it's, you know, have your babyface champs, have your heels work up the card. Work with the top guys and gals. Work down the card, and then either turn them and they stay, or send them on down the road. Well, and like you have NXT and NXT UK, there's no reason you couldn't be sending guys to work those shows for six months if you don't have anything for them, right? Right. Except you know the vast disparity in developmental pay and main roster pay well yeah i guess that would be a scenario where you're still paying the main roster money and you're just sending them away right to to work you know to work those shows but just, yeah if you don't you know you, you don't have anything for for rusev for six months you send him down and you call whoever up and you yeah you could you could in fact create your own little little territorial system and cycle guys in and out if you wanted but they just choose not to well they very much just th from some of the vignettes and such that were on both shows this week they definitely think that they need to do some star building the problem with that is that like their idea for that on smackdown this week was like a six minute roman reigns video package <laughs> and in a match between Andrade and Ali, uh, Randy Orton won. <laughs> <laughs> the, ma the match ended with Randy Orton killing both guys with this finish. <laughs> I say they did do a little video package for Ali as well, but yes, then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Randy Orton beat both men up <laughs> and hit his cool move. The heel hit his cool move that everybody loves. Yes. So who won the match? Is it one of the who got over in that segment? Was it one of the two guys that's fresh and hasn't been on TV for more than two years? Nope. It's the guy who's been on TV for 17 years. That's yeah, a joke I made a while ago, but I just imagine that Vince has a, like a notebook that he's scribbling ideas in all the time. <laughs> and then one day someone's gonna open it up and read it, and it's just gonna say push Orton more in big <laughs> capital letters underlined on every page. It's pro probably true. All right, so um, there was some breakdowns uh, in the Observer last week. Again, the Observer doesn't get quarter-hour ratings, so it's a little bit shot in the dark. Uh, but it's breaking down just how when the women have been put in the main event position this year, uh, they haven't really drawn uh, ratings. And so this week, uh, very little women's wrestling on TV. Um do you think that they've just gotten cold feet on the entire idea or <laughs> of, you know, pushing Becky Lynch or what do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that would seem to be it. I mean, I've, 
I've heard people like Dave Meltzer say that they've heard from people who I guess are privy to the quarter hours and stuff that, you know, certain women do seem to do decent ratings, but that, and I know in, in the observer, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer mentioned that, well, your, your main event was between Ronda Rousey and Ruby riot, who was pushed as a, not a serious threat. And in fact, on that show had, you know, the night before had lost in like 30 seconds to Ronda. So, I mean, you can, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy if you, if you don't, if you have one big star, but they're wrestling, you know, a no, a nobody, it would be like, you know, you put Seth Rollins in the main event of Raw, but he's wrestling Mojo Raleigh, like the number's probably going to do, it's probably going to do a similarly bad number. So I don't, I, I'm not saying you're wrong that that's not what they read into it is maybe that they shouldn't put women on last. But I just don't know that that's what I would take away from that so much as just what we keep coming back to, which is that you're not building stars properly or you're not building enough stars. You see Mojo Raleigh debuted on like main event or something this week with his new look. Yeah, he's got a hood and uh, some face paint. It's going great for Mojo. What, what, uh, what storyline do you think he made up in his head? Reminds me of when, um, when Dolph Ziggler would come out and just have like random new nicknames <laughs> on his gear and be like, no one's ever called you the Hollywood heel. Why? Like, what are, what are you making up in your head to justify getting this new gear made? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a little bit of that going on with Mojo. Uh, hey, they listened to you uh, talking about uh, Bob, sorry, Robert Rude uh, beating Ricochet two weeks ago and then Ricochet being put in the money in the bank match. And they just had Ricochet beat Bob Rude this week. Yeah, that's uh, it's real simple, <laughs> and it made things matter a little bit. So yeah, good for them. That's I I would like to commend them for that. That's <laughs> they looked at some criticism and they went, you know what, those people are right, and it should make and it should make a difference. And so they did the match and Ricochet won. So everything is going great in WWE land. <laughs> We'll get back to WWE in a second. I watched a million New Japan shows over the last couple of weeks. Most were, eh, <laughs> some, and uh, some of the big stuff delivered. Um, did you catch any of the Dantaku shows? And uh, what do you think about um, the guy who's going through some stuff, Chris Jericho, <laughs> coming back to uh, nonsensically wrestle the champion of the world? Well, yeah, I I, ca- I caught the uh, the Saturday morning or uh, uh, Dundaku show with the Okada Sonata main event, which I enjoyed as much as I can enjoy a match when you know who's going to win. Sure. Um, and to their credit, they're telling this story with Sonata this year where he keeps letting go of his his hold, his dragon sleeper, and going for like a flippy move, and that's his downfall. Yeah. And so I assume maybe that might pay off. Maybe he'll learn to just like keep the hold on next time and he'll win by submission over somebody. I, but uh I don't get yeah. I don't get the sense that's where they're going, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> okay. yeah, I guess I mean maybe it's just because he's a prelim bad guy and yeah. they don't care. But yeah. yeah. I just saying that 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 I thought was kind of funny that's I think it's two matches in a row with Okada where they've done kind of a similar finish like that. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe maybe if they do a third match in G one or something this year, he'll he'll 
they'll do they'll play off that or something. But um, yeah, it's fun. I, I really really enjoyed the Ishii and Evil match. Um, just uh, big big stiff mean mean guy matches, but they they tend to hit each other hard in safe places. Uh, we were remarking we were speaking off the air about how. I feel like I see less like bloody mouths or nose in uh, in Ishii matches than I do in say like Johnny Gargano matches, and I would I think most people would agree Ishii works a little bit stiffer than Gargano does. That's a fair point. Yeah, Ishii's great. I I worry that they don't see him. Um, they being the office in New Japan, I don't. I worry that they don't see him at the same level that most of the world does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're never going to push a, you know, 42 year old five foot six guy, but Oh, well, best of the super juniors is coming up this week. <sighs> it's going for a month. I'll get a month of tiger mask matches. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if you're looking on the, <laughs> if you're looking on the dark side of things. Have you, have you met me? <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's a fair point, but if you, if you wanna, if you want me to play Mister Brightside, that's also a month of like Dragon Lee matches. That's true. I was trying to come up with five guys in wrestling better than Dragon Lee. <sighs> I don't know, man. O- Okada, <laughs> um, Tanahashi. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think Osprey's a little better in like some of the music within the notes or between the notes things maybe i think dragon might have surpassed him it's, that's that's a fair point and i think this tournament may let's check back in on this on this conversation after the tournament and we right. may have a definitive answer yeah dragon lee's at least one of the 10 best guys in the world and i think he might be one of the five best guys in the world but yeah. yes we'll have more data in a month <laughs> that's uh, a lot oh yeah and then uh, grandpa jericho's coming back yeah, and he's wrestling Okada. I've wanted to see this match for a while, quite honestly. <laughs> like, I am fascinated by wild uh, Bruiser Brody Brawler, Chris Jericho's <laughs> matches in New Japan. Mm. And I'm fascinated by what an o- a match with Okada, who is like the consummate, like, super, uh, you know, normal professional wrestling guy is going to do with this guy who does nothing but hardcore weapons brawls. It it could be perversely entertaining. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be good. Like how could it be anything but but like the worst Okada match is still real good generally. So <laughs> yeah. Um I was watching uh MLB Network one morning this week. Uh the morning show on MLB Network as you you brought to my attention <laughs> at some point. Um is fascinating television because the three co-hosts have, have palpable disdain for each other. <laughs> they but hate each other on that show. They really do. Especially it's, it's like the two men usually yeah. really seem to be barely holding back contempt for their female <laughs> who's hosting the segments. It's it's really palpable. Um but they uh, they show they played a clip of Okada throwing out a first pitch in full gear at a, at a Japanese baseball game on that show this week. So awesome, the absolute legend in full gear. <laughs> Okada in full gear. Yeah, I love that they give him a glove to throw out the first pitch too. 
And they put a batter up there. Mm-hmm. So it's always a strike because the guy swings and misses. <laughs> you think somebody ever accidentally hits it? <laughs> oh man, that's is there is that a professional position in Japanese baseball? The first pitch misser. I don't. I don't know. My knowledge of Japanese baseball is kind of limited to what I've seen on the movie Mr. Baseball, <laughs> <laughs> starring Tom Selleck, who plays a washed-up slugger who goes to Japan. Uh, which airs on MLB Network uh, every other Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> There's like nine baseball movies. <laughs> and that's, you just got to rotate them. Right. That's the one they have the rights to. <laughs> you never see Field of Dreams on there. <laughs> or, no. you know, the Bernie Back baseball movie. <laughs> it's only yeah. Tom Selleck one. All right. You, you don't, we don't have enough money for the Sandlot, but we'll <laughs> we'll get like Angels in the Infield and... <laughs> Right, right, right. And that one. Wild card rules. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so they announced an NXT takeover uh, for the first weekend of June this year in like Bridgeport, Connecticut or something. <laughs> of course. Uh, because they were going to run one the same weekend as backlash in San Jose in June, but then backlash got canceled because, Oh yeah, WWE's going back to Saudi Arabia in June and they didn't want to run uh, like Saudi Arabia on the ninth and then the backlash show on the 16th. So they canceled the show on the 16th or whatever it was. But so backlash is out, uh, uh, stomping grounds, (laughs) Is in, and the as yet unnamed Saudi Arabia show featuring Bill Goldberg. Is it? What do you think about Goldberg coming back for some of that sweet, sweet Saudi blood money? It's 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 disappointing in the way that it's disappointing that Shawn Michaels would come back or that any of these guys would come back, but. Do you, do, you, do you think the Saudi prince knows Goldberg's heritage? Uh, I don't know. There's some. Uh, there's a report I read in the New York Times about some of the uh, some of the things that are taught about uh, people of Jewish descent in uh, Saudi Arabian schools currently. Mm. Um, I'm sure it's, it's progressive. Not <laughs> wasn't super popular, uh, super positive stuff, but hmm. um, you know he was a big star and. That's what the, that's what they're paying for. That's what they're going to get. And you know, I you'd like to think that if you were in a similar position and you were similarly wealthy, that you would be able to turn down the seven-figure payday for one day's work. But I guess that's 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 a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of cheddar to turn down for a day. I, I don't I don't know. I I read a quote from Mick Foley saying that like he'd go if they paid him enough he'd go jump off another hell in a cell so like i guess the point is everybody's got a price right you would think but clearly some people don't have a price daniel bryan didn't go last time right john cena went the first time but john's in movies now and he didn't want to jeopardize his career so he didn't go the second time um but uh, allegedly, even, there was also before the cancer diagnosis, Roman Reigns told them he wasn't or didn't want to go. 
Yeah. So so we'll see what happens with that this time. But it's like, yeah, I guess I guess some people have enough of a conscience and I, I I don't know, man. Like it, like I said, it's it's disappointing. And I mean, we've we've talked for for years on this show about how much we loved Goldberg's last run in WWE. And this, I should be excited for this, but I can't be because it's on a show that I'm not going to watch. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a bummer for me. Mick Foley, who is about as liberal, progressive, however you want to say it, a, a a person as you will find in the wrestling industry yeah. said that he would go for the right price. So I think that tells you everything you need to know about the morality of most people in this business. Yeah. And that's, that's what everyone always says, right? If you're, you know, the point of the wrestling business is to make money. And again, I get it. I get that it would be a lot of money to turn down for, a you know, for one night, for a one one night uh paycheck but it's i don't know it's all it's all gross we've we've you know we've talked about the saudi arabia stuff the last two times they went and uh you know things haven't gotten better over there <laughs> you know that's it's still a weird gross mess but there's just so much money involved and that's the reality of what at least what wwe's wrestling business is currently Hey, wild card rule. <laughs> so Conan reformatted his show, and it's a half hour now. And yeah. the, the weirdest thing about it, though, is like he got rid of his desk. He got rid of the band. It's him, Andy Richter, and a guest. Not the weirdest part. The weirdest part is the fact that he's dressing like... Uh, I think Bill Hader called him, like uh, said that he looked like an asshole history professor. <laughs> He still wear, he still wears a tie, but he wears like uh, black denim jackets or uh, like uh, orange corduroy jackets, ties, and like black jeans. What is what's going on with Conan? I, I feel like he's you know this is his the Jay Leno show, right? <laughs> yes. We're, yes, we're changing up by doing the exact same show, but there are chairs instead of a desk now. I'm all for trying stuff. You know, and he's certainly built up enough goodwill after 25 years in t- television, sure. you know, that I'm willing to let him do whatever he wants to do. But also, what the, why is he dressing like that? <laughs> do you think it's cool? I, yeah. I, uh, or somebody that, you know, buys his clothes for him thinks it's cool. He's, he's like pushing. He's got to be. 55 56 years old right yeah he's and he's definitely yeah he's definitely around that mark so that's maybe maybe just wear a suit or or like really dress down like wear a you know a hoodie and jeans yeah Yeah, i would advocate for that i'm realizing now as i'm knocking his jacket and and tie and jeans look that's exactly what i wore to have photos taken at wrestlecon this year (laughs) well you're still a a young man though he's (laughs) That's an outfit of a young man. <laughs> oh boy! All right, wild card rules. Um, got anything else? I got nothing else that I would like to talk about in the world of wrestling right now. Do you? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing else. Uh, I like. I like our new wild card rule. We'll just <laughs> shout the word wild card rule and then go on. Uh, you know, talk about whatever we want. 
<laughs> we should we should have to limit it to three, four, five, or six other topics. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Sasha Banks is uh, still uh, sitting out her contract, I guess, and she challenged Tessa Blanchard to a match uh, on Instagram today. So, uh huh, that's uh, yeah, that's happening. That's a strategy. Wild card rule. <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler did a lovely tribute to Chris Farley on SNL this week. And if you didn't see it, you should go out of your way to see it. It's very, quite frankly, it's very sad because it's just a song. It's very honest. It's not what you would expect maybe from an Adam Sandler tribute song. It's just a song about how his friend is dead and how much he misses hanging out with him. Like it's real, real sad, but it's really quite beautiful and, and very touching. Chris's brother, I think his name is like Tom Farley or something, wrote a book about Chris, maybe, I don't know, some time ago now. But anyway, I saw that he tweeted uh, that he watched, uh, he and Chris's mom uh, watched the show together. The first time that his mom had watched the show, basically since Chris had passed away, and that she really enjoyed the song. And uh, that they really miss they really miss Chris and they really missed SNL. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, modern SNL doesn't do a lot for me, but uh, you know, that was again. That just, it just felt it felt very real, and it was uh, it was art, man. That's that's the best thing I can say about it. It was it was nice, and it was just like I said, a uh, somebody taking you know four and a half minutes on on national television to just sing a song about his buddy who's dead and that he wishes was still around to, you know, film bad movies with and stuff. All right. Um, that's it. Till next time I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we, we, you would think after 197 of these, I would not screw up the outro one time. Please leave this in. Sure. We will be back very soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye. Wild card roll. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, Head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Always screw it up. <laughs> Always. Uh.
Maybe by episode 300 we'll <laughs> have it all worked out. We're coming up on 200 here. Yeah, how about that? What a what a thing. <laughs> I turned on the uh, I turned on the O's game up here with the uh, with the sound muted, and uh, when I came in the room at 10:01 or whatever, it was like uh, it was six to five Boston, and there was a guy on the mound pitching that I had <laughs> I didn't recognize for the Orioles. Uh-huh. It turns out it's Evan Phillips. So, like I've heard the name, but I don't think I've ever seen a pitch before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he looks he his he looked like like an an auto mechanic playing <laughs> playing pitcher. Uh-huh. He has no business being in the majors. None. He won a contest. <laughs> he wrote a he wrote a nice essay. So the Orioles let him pitch the ninth inning. Like I get the point is we're supposed to suck for a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> but man, Evan Phillips. It's like, yeah. no, this guy, he doesn't even know what he's doing. He doesn't hold a <laughs> glove right. I was like, is it demonstrably worse than if we just put, like, Chris Davis in? Or one of the catchers? Probably not. And that's already happened, like, four or five times this year. But Yeah. They, um... I don't like, like, I don't know. You know, I know the baseball draft is kind of a crapshoot, but I don't like that we have the number one pick this year. And like the consensus number one overall pick is a catcher. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want a catcher. <laughs> well, isn't so are we are we are we punt are we punting on Cisco? Like I don't know. He he won like minor league player of the uh week this past week. Uh he hit like five hundred last week or something, but okay. uh he had not gotten off to a good start. I I think we're kind of punting. <laughs> I think they think he can't play uh, at the major league level, but I mean, I guess that's what the next, you know, two years will be about figuring out. Yeah. And I, I guess my, my thought process is, I mean, if you really think a couple extra months in, in Norfolk is going to be the difference, then sure. But if you already think, well, he's probably not our guy, might as well just throw him up there. Like maybe he'll hit well and we can trade him or something. Right. Yeah, I don't see well. Maybe the I think the idea was guys that they did have hope for, like whatever the Alvarez guy, whoever we got in the Manny trade and mm-hmm. Austin Hayes and Mountcastle and guys all those guys that maybe have a little bit of promise all stayed down. It's like, well, we don't necessarily want to start the uh service time clock on guys that haven't been up here yet. Sure. So I know Cisco is up here for a lot of last year, but uh, maybe that's some of the thought process there too. Fascinating. Fascinating. I will say, I mean, this team is way more fun to watch than last year's was. So, Oh, sure. Like it, it's not quite so depressing at least, but it's, tell you, it's not as depressing. There's moments that are as or more depressing, like watching Alex Cobb, still not be able to throw his splitter and giving up like <laughs> the longest home runs I've ever seen in the in the twin stadium. He gave yeah. up like back to back to back to back home runs. <laughs> like, oh yeah. man. It's not a great thing. Like if you're, you know, most starters have more than three pitches just because you're out there for so long, you got to be able to show a little different stuff and right relievers can get by with two pitches but Cobb has he has like a four seam fastball a two seam fastball and he's got that splitter 
and he done that splitter work, and he's going to give up the longest home runs you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been fun though. I was I was thinking, you know, John Means is like two more good starts away from getting a bobblehead this year. Oh yeah, he's definitely getting a T-shirt night, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I guess I guess it's just I I like baseball, so. <laughs> Right. It's like, something comforting about it, it, the fact that it's there pretty much every day for six months. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, you get, you get some fun stuff like, you know, VR getting robbed on an interference call last night and then coming up the next at bat and hitting a grand slam. It's like, hey, you don't quite get that. Like, it, you can't get that instant justice in almost any other sport. Yeah. It's, he's also an objectively better player than Jonathan Scope. Oh, not even. <laughs> Like 2017 scope was pretty good, and then then 2018 show, showed up, and he was fat and <laughs> stopped being able to hit. It's yeah. like, oh, he has a really good arm. It's like, well, the reason he has to, it's like second basemen don't generally need good arms, but he does because he's <laughs> fat and it takes him ten hours to get to the ball. Yeah, and, the guy, and he always has to throw the guy out by a half a step. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's one thing I did notice. I guess he, he in in that Twins game I watched where Cobb gave up seventy three home runs. <laughs> Scope's playing for the Twins and he was like very thin, <laughs> or not necessarily you know thin for a normal guy, but for Johnny Scope he was he was pretty thin. He slimmed down a little bit. Yeah. All right. <sighs> if David Hess could stop uh, also giving up home runs all the time, <laughs> he would. Uh, he'd be all right. He could get through like three innings and have his pitch count below eighty. <laughs> he'd he'd be cooking. Yeah, yeah. He threw. I just they just put the graphic up there. He threw like eighty three pitches in three innings. <laughs> <laughs> I know he was out after four, so I know I knew it wasn't that much longer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore, man. Like I'm... the noose is the noose is now tightened. It's it's all done. They could they like they could impeach him any time they wanted. Like they could have before all of this. They could have impeached him on the emoluments clause, where you're not supposed to have businesses while you're the president. That's why Jimmy Carter had to sell a peanut farm he owned <laughs> before he could be president. Could have impeached him at any time. They don't. They don't want to. Because? Because they're afraid it would strengthen his base and would potentially hurt their chances of winning the White House in 2020. Isn't it just all about who turns out their vote? Because there's no way in hell anyone that voted for him is going to vote for them. No, um, certainly not a, a Joe Biden anyway. <laughs> you know there's a you know a certain percentage of of uh you know bernie primary voters that voted for trump in the general not as large of a per, uh, percentage as those who were hillary voters who voted for mccain in 2008 but you know you could if you picked the right uh, sort of populist candidate that has you know very popular ideas you might but if you're running if you're running a biden then uh, no, they're not going to vote for him no matter what. So yes, they just they don't want to. <laughs> I think that's 
Okay. it would be hard. And e even though, and yes, it's true that like it would never pass the Senate. It's very obvious, but that's called, uh, you know, putting your political opponents on the defensive <laughs> because now you have, uh, you know, two years to attack them on why they wouldn't given the evidence. And you can, uh, you know, Ask Lindsey. You can play the clips of Lindsey Graham in 1999, saying, you know, what the grounds for impeachment could be against a sitting president, and ask him why these exact same things that he said in 1999 don't apply. They could do all of this, but they're not going to because they suck. Hmm. Doesn't seem like they have a real good idea how to win elections. No, that's. <laughs> again I, I just I keep going back to this it's like yes they moving to the center helped them somewhat in the 1990s and since then uh, Republicans have further and further gone right and they have mostly with the exception of 2008 cleaned the Democrats clocks in election in major elections for the last you know two decades now and we still <laughs> We still we still haven't seemed to learn any lessons from that. And <laughs> in fact, the people who uh, were responsible for running these losing campaigns get to still have opinions and still get to be paid lots of money to uh, give their opinions on what the 2020 strategy should be. So, mm. yeah. So as we sit here on uh, May, May the 7th or 8th, 2019, uh, do you think that the sassy Southern Belle, Bernie Sanders, will, will be the candidate? I really want to say yes. And I think he has the most momentum of everyone right now. If Biden had a better machine around him, <laughs> this would be like a cakewalk for him. <laughs> because he has like residual popularity from uh, the Obama years. Uh and he has the establishment behind him. So, but like every day he either says something or like a <laughs> clip of him from like two years ago pops up or, or something will pop up. And it's, it's just him stepping on rake after rake. <laughs> and it's like, if, 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 yeah. So if Biden had a better machine around him, I think this would pretty easily be his, Mm -hmm. But because he doesn't, I think Bernie has a strong shot. All right. And it helps that like most of his policies are very, very popular with people. Yeah. <sighs> so is Hillary ever going to run again? I sure hope not. I think, I think Chelsea Clinton's going to run for stuff, oh. but oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. My uh, one of my favorite uh, like uh, leftist YouTube uh, YouTube comedy slash news shows <laughs> always refers to Jared Kushner as the husband of the president's crush, <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time. It's pretty good. God said it all right. I try to keep on keeping on.